at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Forty greetings to all of our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Muck Bill Yabro. Sonny Young is taking a break away from his mic, and I'll be filling in for him here in Washington. Welcome to the July 22nd edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. We're hitting the track to start the show with the latest in action from the World Athletics Championships in Eugene, Oregon. Taking a quick look at the highlights from Thursday's action in Eugene, Kenya's Olympic champion Emmanuel Career produced his best performance of the season to win his 800-meter semifinal. Algerian Slimani Mula came from behind to win his race in the fastest time of the day. Nearly half a second behind the leader with 100 meters left, career sprinted ahead of compatriot Wyclef Kisasi and Australian Peter Bull down the final straight, crossing the finish line in 1 hour, 45 minutes and 38 seconds. Kisasi took the other automatic qualifying spot as Bull also advanced. American Noel Lyles produced a dominating performance to retain his 200-meter title in 19 minutes and 31 seconds on Thursday, becoming the third fastest athlete of all time over the distance and leading a second American sprint podium sweep. Compatriots Kenny Bednarek and 18-year-old Aaron Knighton took silver and bronze. Thousands of athletes and fans are in Eugene for the World Athletics Championships. Among the teams is the World Refugee Team. Its members are all refugees and unable to compete for their countries of birth. Journalist Prince Nesta has spoken with some of the team members, and we will be airing those interviews over the next several days. Today, we have part one of his conversation with refugee team manager Rotem Genesar. He shared his experience and talks about the team members, including Jamal Abdulmaji. I come from uh, Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, I'm uh, the refugee team uh, manager for World Athletics for a couple of years. And uh, I have uh, my club in Tel Aviv, a very special, very unique club, a track and field club, uh, that uh, its goal is to promote disadvantaged uh, communities, athletes from disadvantaged communities. So this is what we're doing, including refugees, but not just refugees. And primarily, I'm a teacher. I teach civics in high school. This is my passion. So this is my first job and all the others, it's after this. Incredible. From a civics teacher to, you know, being a manager at the World Refugee Team, that's a big transition. Uh, I started with uh, I started to teach civics after I graduated my BA and MA in Tel Aviv University. I studied political science, and uh, when I was young, I played basketball. So after like a couple of months in the new school, the girls in my class they said we don't have basketball for girls here. Maybe you should you should uh, start to coach us. So I started to coach them, and we we make we made a team basketball team for girls and uh, then after two years uh, she reaches uh, my partner in the club now she came to me she said I heard about you and let's try to have special athletic clubs in Tel Aviv in these neighborhoods the dis- disadvantaged neighborhoods in these communities and try to do something special and almost 10 years ago now and we tried and it was really successful from uh, the beginning really hard work so this is how I started, uh, and my club uh, is well known in Europe. We are one of the best clubs in Europe in long distance last few years. 
uh, and most of uh, our team members are uh, uh, from immigrant families. Most of them are Ethiopian uh, Jewish community in Israel. And part of them are Eritrean refugees, Darfurian refugees, and we have from Congo, from Nigeria, Filipinos, all over, and everyone together, also with veteran Israelis. So from this, because my club came bigger, and uh, Jamal uh, in the refugee team uh, started to enter refugee team uh, back in uh, 2019, and then I got more involved from them, mm. uh, and they offered me the position of, uh, to manage the team. That's really incredible. You know, you're making a difference in people's life, and, you know, that's truly inspirational. Your organization back in Israel, what was it founded? It founded back in uh, 2012. We started. We started like almost we didn't know what we want, really. So we started uh, with two coaches, and I was, uh, like, uh, the manager the director and uh, we started like when uh, our the coaches and my uh, car was the equipment uh, uh, <laughs> facility yeah. and uh, we started in the streets and in the parks and uh, in this kind in, in athletics this is uh, it's easy you need the uh, shoes and you need to if, if you are especially in long distance you don't need even truck so uh, we started we got the support of uh, Tel Aviv municipality after one year and after another year uh, support of uh, sports ministry not special support like every other club but they recognized us and uh, we have kind of uh, a couple of uh, private sponsors that support us because we are not charged we can charge a lot of money or any money from from these kids uh, they don't pay the payment is you have to be serious and consistent. <laughs> if you're not serious and consistent, you're out. But you don't have to pay except like symbolic fee at the beginning of the year. We pay transport, we pay everything that the kids could uh, develop. Jamal is one of uh, the best uh, four athletes now in our club, but his character is like really the best, his great teammate. Uh, he came from uh, Darfur, he ran out from the genocide uh, in Darfur. He started from nothing in Israel and uh, built, built himself up. He started like a cleaner in the beach and uh, he built himself up because he has a great character. And now his, uh, his schedule now is to go from training camp in Ethiopia to training camp in uh, Pyrenees to training camp in the Alps. This was uh, last year. So, but again, in sports, mm. in life, the character is a lot more important than the talent, of course. He's very talented, but especially yeah. the character and, and very strong. And how he managed to turn his life from the childhood in streets or in Khartoum, which is very, very tough, uh, to manage to immigrate and to be a refugee in, uh, in another country in Tel Aviv and to start again from the streets and to build himself again. So uh, we gave him the opportunity. But we, we are giving the opportunity, but of course the, the girl or the boy need to be very, very strong and smart and also the family uh, because the opportunities are really limited. Teklan Rupe is actually one of the renowned Kenyan athletes. And legend. You know, legend, actually. And, you know, she made a name in long-distance running. How does Teklan Rupe come in now? Uh, because I can see, like, you have different organizations that you're partnering with. We started, as I say, in Tel Aviv uh, 2012. 
and uh, we, we had a struggle also with refugees because in Israel they're not getting like real rec- recognition as refugees and it's really tough with the government it's not like in uh, the states or in Europe so uh, and after we, we succeed to have uh, Good athletes refugee athletes we we try to find for solutions for them, and we heard about uh Rio Olympics refugee team, the first refugee team first refugee team was Tegla's team. she built a team in uh gong in uh in uh Kenya near Nairobi, and uh she took an athlete that uh was very beginners at the time, including angelina and uh, they they went to Rio Olympics. And we saw, "Ah, there is a refugee team. We didn't know, so we tried to contact Olympics uh and it was really tough because also it's not so easy because uh Israeli Olympics now are very, very supportive, very supportive, but at the beginning they don't know us, they don't know what is refugee team so we 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 tried a lot, and eventually uh world athletics when they build their own refugee team, so they uh They invite Jamal because Jamal already participate in uh, competitions under our club in Europe, so they they asked Jamal to come to Denmark to world cross championships and in denmark he was it was a sensation it was eighty uh, fifth in the, this is the most tough competition mm-hmm. ever cross country it's a fifteen hundred two marathon runners, all of them from all over the world are coming together. And it was eighty five uh so from from then on, so uh he went uh, to Doha and they asked me to go to Doha, so I start to cooperate with uh tegla uh, and uh these days the european I'm in charge of the european based refugees, and I'm in contact with uh tegla's great project in Kenya. And uh, these days, now that the European-based repu- refugees, athletes, uh, are, are stronger in the team uh, if uh, we consider the performances. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is what we are doing now. Yes. And, you know, approximately how many athletes are you managing right now in the World Athletics refugee team? Yeah, so, so I have uh, refugee athletes in my club. Most of them are not in this level. Okay, so like fifteen uh, to twenty uh from all ages and in in world athletics uh the european based we have uh around nine that they are like elite athletes or close to to be elite athletes uh one uh, Dorian in portugal congolese from portugal uh fuad Moroccan from uh france Otman Moroccan from Sweden Tesfai Eritrean from uh Switzerland. Uh, Jamal, etc, etc. So uh, around 9-10 and uh, we welcome everyone that uh, will want to, uh, to try uh, to be in our team. Of course, he has to be refugee, recognized as refugee by UNHCR. Mm-hmm. And he has to be in a certain level to, to enter the team now. Thanks, Prince Nesta. And the sunny side of sports wishes the best of luck to Rotem Gunnasar and all the coaches and competitors on the World Refugee Team. Yesterday, we brought you Prince Ness's conversation with refugee team member Jamal Abdelmaji. He ran the 5,000 meters last night and finished in 14.02.79, placing 20th. Well done, Jamal. Hello. This is 
is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on VOA, and I'm Muck Bill Yabaro. Filling in for Sunny Young for a few weeks. Don't you forget, you can find all your favorite VOA programs at voaafrica.com. And for world news, you can also check out voanews.com. Staying on the track, a top official of the Athletics Federation of Nigeria says the team has prospects of winning some medals at the World Athletics Championships. Team Nigeria has yet to win a medal. Even so, Der Isan, the head of media for the Federation, says its leaders are impressed with the performances of some young athletes making their debut at the championships. Isan spoke to reporter Mike Mbonye about the performance of Team Nigeria. He says the team's best medal chances are in relay events and the women's long jump. Well, um, there's been a good uh, championship for, for Nigerian athletes so far. Um, we've had a couple of uh, semifinalists, especially athletes making their debut, getting as far as the semifinals. Um, we have uh, Nathaniel Ezekiel, that's the new national record holder in the 400 meters hurdles. Uh, Fivo Philly, uh, Rosemary Chukuma, Grayson Wokocha, um, and a couple of others have actually made it to the semifinals. And uh, we've had a finalist in Chukwebukwa and Ekwechi. Um, in uh, ranking order, we didn't expect that he is going to get to the podium. So I think he has fulfilled expectations by getting to his second final in the short put event. Remember, three years ago, he was also in the final. Uh, maybe next, next year in, uh, in Budapest. Maybe we cannot start talking about the podium appearance for, for him. That's uh, if he makes the court. Uh, but by and large, I think we've done we've done fairly well. Uh, Philly made a debut, uh, no, not a debut really. Um, made a debut in the 200 meters. Let me put it that way. And uh, she got as far as the semi-final, even running a fantastic time in the in the heat, 22-2. So. Um, I think they've done well, so that's what I that's what that's what, that's what I'm going to say. I think I think they've done well. Uh, Rosemary Chukuma, then Grayson Wokocha, remember her? The girl that made the semi-finals in the 100 and 200 meters at the Olympics last year. Uh, she she also made it to the uh, semi-final this time around in both events. So uh, then we are looking forward to them to do something good in the relays. So I think we've done fairly well so far. Do you think Team Nigeria has prospects? for podium performances? In terms of um, getting to the podium, I think we're just about getting to the medal zone for Nigeria. What do I mean by medal zone? Before the start of the championships, we were banking on just two athletes and maybe the relay teams to actually get us uh, to the podium. And that's the under meters or those and the long jump women. The under meters or those, we have the reigning African uh, record holder. 
um, at two point uh, twelve point four one seconds. That's to be the Bamuson. And in the long jump, we have uh, our perennial medalist. Let me put it that way. It's a Brume. Remember, since 2019, it's a Brume has been on the podium. You know, at the Olympics, at the World Indoor this year, and we expect that she will be the second, uh, the first Nigerian to win a medal at the watch at consecutive editions of the World Championship. So that is where Nigerians believe that they will get a medal. So if we've not won any so far, I think it has gone to according to the script. We only expected Fifofili to get to the final, where maybe anything could have happened. But believe you me, where you have a Sherika Jackson with a 21-5551, you have uh, the, the get that beat at the NCA Abistana, you have uh, Fraser Price, you have Tonsim uh, Era. <laughs> you have the Nasha Smith. That, that would have been a tough call, really. That would have been a tough call. But the final appearance will have done a progress, a lot of good, really, because she's been on fire this year. But I also know that she ran a lot of races in the NCA. Maybe that's accounted for why she was unable to run a 21 again, so that she could have made that final. But I think she has tried. She has tried. Podium appearances, like I said, Toby was very close three years ago in Doha. Even at the Olympics last year, she was also very close. She was fought on both occasions. So we are expecting, with what she's been doing in the circuit so far this year, she's one of the top three this year in the circuit, and we believe that that will be what will play out in Eugene this time around. I think this should be our time to win a medal. And Nigerians are thinking that we're going to get a second sprint medal since 1999. That was the first time we won the only sprint medal medal by Gloria Lose. So this time around, I think it's going to be another glorious appearance for Tobia Muson. I mean, taking a key from what happened last year when she became the first Nigeria to win in a diamond league discipline. So that is what Nigerians think will happen this time around. And the girl has really been flying. She's been flying. So that's for Toby. Then for AC, I think she's, big, she's a big occasion uh, athlete. She has this big occasion temperament. She's always been doing well, right from, I remember when she went to her first Olympics in 2016 as a purely Nigerian-based athlete. And she made it to the final. She came fifth. Then thereafter, she didn't do well at the 2017 World Championship, but after the 2017 World Championship, she's been on fire. In Doha, she was a bronze medalist. At the Olympics last year, she was a bronze medalist. Then she upgraded to silver at the World Indoor in Serbia this year. And we are expecting her to also get to the podium this time around. Then after that, you now talk about the relays. Yes, the relays. Um, when you have a team with uh, three sub-11 seconds runner, runners, and maybe with the Toby Amuson that will help as a fourth, fourth, fourth runner, then I think you, be, you start thinking you may likely get a medal there if the batting leg change is flawless. And that's what we think is going to happen. So we have a very big chance of getting a four-by-one medal, and that will be our first in the history of the championship for the women. We've never won a four-by-one medal at the World Championship for the women. We won for the men. Yes, we won for the men. I remember 1997, the Olokpa was the Francis Obikwelus, and the Osman Dezenwa. So we won a silver then in Athens. I still remember that time because we set a national record in the semi-final. An African record, not even national. We set an African record in the semi-final. So this time around, I think it's the turn of the women. That was there, Isan, head of media for the Athletics Federation of Nigeria. He spoke by phone from Lagos with Iron Mike Mbonye. The relay events began today and continue until the last day of the championships is here to bring us up and and wrap us up with the sports on the continent for this week. Sporty greetings, Samson.
Sporty Friday greetings to you, Mark Bill. We begin the wrap of Africa Sports Highlight for this weekend in Morocco, where Bayern Munich forward Sadou Mane was crowned African Footballer of the Year for the second time. This is a very special year, and the winner is Sadio Mane. The Senegal International received the prestigious honors at an awards ceremony on Thursday. Mane, who joined Bayern earlier this summer, won the award ahead of former Liverpool teammate Mohamed Salah and Chelsea goal keeper Edward Mendy. Nigerian international Asisat Oshola skipped the women's award after helping Barcelona defend their league title. And I'm going to dedicate this award to the Nigerian women's national team. This is for you all because you showed Africa what a strong art means and not backing down. Even when you're two men down, you kept on going. Thank you so much, everyone. Tottenham teenager Papi Matassar, who was part of Senegal's African winning squad, took home the Men's Young Player of the Year award. Best Woman Coach of the Year was awarded to Destry Ellis of the South African Women's National Team, Banyana Banyana. This award is for Banyana. This award is for all the coaches that coach in women's football. This, is a, this award is for all the football fans in South Africa. The Best Male Coach of the Year went to the Senegalese coach, Aliou Sisse. Award-winning Nigerian artist, Tiwa Savage, Morocco's very own musical star Asma Lamwara and Cote d'Ivoire supergroup Magic Systems provided an extra dose of entertainment to their award ceremony. Yeah. If you love African music, put your hands in the air right now. Make we scatter this place tonight. We dance and sweat till I sing a fight. CAF President Patrice Musepe in his remarks at the event said the goal of the continental body is to develop football infrastructure on the continent and to attract investment to the sports. There's a lot of good work that's been done in African football and uh, progress has been made and we are confident that in the medium to long term a lot of the investments and a lot of the great work that has been done we will see the fruits and see the benefits of that. We've always known that Africa has produced some of the very best players uh, over many many years and part of what we are doing tonight is to celebrate them to recognize the very best male and female but also to encourage many young football players. Staying in Morocco, Nigeria and Zambia will battle for the bronze medals of the 12th Women African Cup of Nations on Friday at the complex Mohamed V in Casablanca. Head coach of Zambia's Copa Queens, Bruce Mwapi, said on Thursday that his girls have put behind them the controversial defeat to South Africa. They had lost 1-0 after an added-time penalty kick that is still a talking point at the Morocco 2022 finals. Naturally, most of them were affected, but we... We had to, to, to tell them that uh, they, are, they are the ones who are supposed now to, to push and uh, try to uh, market themselves. The senior players also helped in trying to change the mood in come. On his part, Randy Waldrum is optimistic that Nigeria's Super Falcons will give their all in spite of several injuries and suspensions in the camp of the nine-time champions at Super Falcons of Nigeria. We'll put an 11 out that we feel like 
can win the game, as I said earlier. And that'll be our expectation. Um, you know, missing some key players, you, you make a really good point. But we have confidence in all of those players. Staying with football news, it was all smiles for the players and technical crew of the newly crowned Nigeria Professional League champions, Rivers United, as they got cash rewards and award from the state governor. The pride of Rivers State emerged the winners of the 2021-2022 Nigerian Professional Football League season after they garnered 77 points in 38 games. They were hosted by the governor of the state, Yosem Week on Thursday, and they were all rewarded for their amazing performance. First of all, having won this trophy for us, we have agreed that each of you will be given Governor's Medal Service Award. All of you will go to Madrid for two weeks and train. To enable you to be more prepared in the forthcoming CAF uh, competition. Then lastly, each of you will go home with $20,000, each of you. And out to athletics, Niger Republic's Aminato Sieni and Liberia's Joseph Fembule finished just outside the medals in the 200 meters finals in Oregon on Friday morning at the ongoing World Athletics Championship. Niger's Sieni placed fourth in the women's 200 meters race won by Jamaica's Sharika Jackson, who clocked the second fastest time ever of 21.45 seconds to win gold. A similar feat will befall Liberia's Fembule as the NCCA 200 meters champion came fourth in 19.84 seconds. Fenbula was not satisfied with his fourth place finish. Making the final is always a goal, you know, it's, it's always the plan, obviously, you know, but making the final and running the time that I ran, I'm not satisfied. I always want to run faster than the PR, you know, so I can't take that for granted, you know. I will give myself 24 hours to reflect on it and then tomorrow I will be saying be better, you know, but it was good making the final and then putting Liberia out there once again. Always, always a pleasure. Staying with the World Championships, eight African men made the 5,000 men's final after dominating the semifinals. The first heat was loaded with Olympic champion Joshua Chiptegui, Solomon Bariga, and the world's fastest man this year, Nicolas Kimeli, all in action. Shortly after the 5,000 meters heat, Chiptegui described the race as very competitive. It was uh, more of like a tactical race, and then uh, the last day finished like a championship, so, you know, like everybody wanted to be in the final, so... Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really strong thing. In the 800 meters event, Halima Nakai of Uganda advanced to the semifinals that will take place on Sunday. Nakai, the reigning champion, after winning in Doha three years ago, finished second in hit three at the Hayward Field in a time of two minutes, 01.41 seconds. Uh, I've been just working on my mental, just to be mentally fit, ready for the competition. Yeah, because I'm targeting to be better and better. Yeah, it motivates me to keep on pushing myself. In the field events, Burkina Faso's Hughes Fabrice Zango had the second longest jump of the night as he eased through the triple jump final, posting 17.15 meters. The 29-year-old is seeking to win his country's only second medal at the Worlds. Away from athletics now, the African Cadet and Junior Judo Championships got underway on Thursday in Kenya at the Kasarani Indoor Arena in Nairobi. A championship will also act as a qualifiers for the Paris 20. 
2024 Olympic Games. A total of six nine judokas from 12 countries will be in the cadet category. The junior category has attracted 116 judokas from 16 countries that will compete for individual and team crowns on Saturday and Sunday in that order. The junior contest also serves as a precursor to the 2022 Conakry Junior African Cup set for September 25 in Guinea. Khalid Anwar is the head referee director at the African Judo Union. I, I know this this this, uh, this period for uh, uh, qualification to our next Olympic Games is very short because uh, uh, we have all the world have COVID-19 and something like that. But I hope we have a good success and a good result for athletes in Africa in next Olympic Games 2024 in Paris. Firing up our engines for the weekend today, Ferrari made a strong start to the French Grand Prix weekend with Charles Leclerc fastest in practice at Le Castellet. Leclerc lapped with a best time of 1 minute 33.930 seconds as Ferrari looks for its third win in a row. Red Bull's championship leader Max Verstappen was second on a hot afternoon in southern France. Ferrari's Carlos Sanz, winner of this month's British Grand Prix, was third, but the Spaniard will have a grid penalty of at least 10 places after Ferrari changed its car control electronics. And George Russell was fourth for Mercedes. In Britain, all is nearly ready for the Commonwealth Games, which kick off next Thursday in Birmingham. Teams are getting into place. The games bring together athletes from the 54 Commonwealth member states. This year, Prince Charles will open the games delivering a speech on behalf of his mother, Queen Elizabeth. The 96-year-old monarch is not scheduled to appear at the games after suffering health and mobility issues this year. And that's a wrap for the July 22nd edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I am VOA's Mukville Yabro filling in for Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports.